Calvin's Commentary on the Epistle of James Chapter 1, verses 13 to 17 Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live, and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doth it not, to him it is sin. Verse 13. Go to now, etc. He here condemns another kind of pride, namely, that most men with confidence determine what they will do, whereas they ought to rely on the providence of God. They adjust their schemes for a long time to come, as if they had a series of years at their own command, while they are not even certain of a single moment. Solomon also ridicules this foolish boasting when he says, Proverbs 16:2, All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. But it is very foolish in us to pretend to execute what we ought not even to pretend to utter. James inveighs not so much against their form of speaking in itself as against want of thought, that men, forgetful of their own infirmities, express themselves with such arrogance. For it may so happen that the godly who think humbly of themselves and acknowledge their steps to be directed according to the will of God, nevertheless may say that they will do this or that without restriction. It is indeed right and profitable when we promise anything relating for the time to come to accustom ourselves to these modes of expression, if the Lord will, or if the Lord permits. But the use of this religious form of expression is not to be understood in such a sense as, as if it implied that the person omitting it were guilty of any impiety by such neglect. For we frequently read in Scripture that the holy servants of God have spoken of future things unconditionally, while at the same time they both well knew and remembered their own inability to accomplish anything without the divine permission. This form of speech, then, if the Lord will, or if the Lord permit, ought to be carefully held in reverence by all the godly. But James is endeavoring to rouse those from their listlessness, who, setting aside all regard to divine providence, account the whole year in their power whereas they have not even a moment that they can call their own. They promise themselves gain at a distance when they can, by no means in their own power, retain even the present. 14. For what is your life? etc. By many other arguments he might check this foolish freedom of projecting, for we see how God daily disappoints those haughty men who flatter themselves that they have power to accomplish anything, however great and magnificent. He is content, however, with this one argument. What is your life? Who can promise on it tomorrow? Will you, when dead, accomplish what you now so confidently determine? 
For the presumption of the man who thinks on the shortness of life will easily be restrained from extending his projects too far. Yea, tis not on any other account that profane men so much indulge themselves, as because they forget that they are men. By the simile of a vapor, he elegantly points out that those schemes are even more than vain, which have their existence only in a life which passeth as a shadow. 15. If the Lord will, we shall live, etc. A double condition is supposed. If we shall live so long, and if the Lord shall permit... For many things may intervene to overturn whatever has been purposed by us, as the events of futurity are concealed from us. He does not mean the will of God which is expressed in his law, but the counsel of his will, according to which he ruleth over all. 16. But now ye rejoice in your boastings, etc., from these words we may collect that James means to reprehend something more than inconsiderateness in speaking. Ye glory in your boastings, namely, that while they deprived God of his authority, they were, nevertheless, pursuing their own pleasures. Not that even those who are most elated with self-confidence openly prefer themselves to God, but because their senses are so intoxicated with vanity that they regard nothing less than God. And because such admonitions are usually received by profane men with contempt, or they generally return such answers as the following, that they know such things sufficiently well already and do not want such admonitions, he retorts upon them the knowledge in which they gloried, declaring that on this account their sins were the more grievous, because they sin not through ignorance, but in contempt. This audio recording was read by Michael Ives. I hope you found it enlightening and edifying. Visit westportexperiment.com for more audio resources, and where I write about parish missions, the care of souls, and all things reformed.